This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. Forget dark alleys and cemeteries. For some, the gym is the scariest place of all. But it doesn't have to be. With a personalized plan and expert coaching, Anytime Fitness can help make the gym less frightening. Get more for your gym membership than machines. Get personalized support anytime, anywhere. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. See website for details. Today is Friday, May 29th, 2020. On this day in 2005, Texas EMT worker Jennifer Holliday was shot, abducted, tortured, and sexually assaulted after watching her cousin, Anna Franklin, get murdered in cold blood. Welcome to Today in True Crime, a ParCast original. Due to the graphic nature of today's crimes, listener discretion is advised. Extreme caution is advised for listeners under 13. Today we're covering the terrifying abduction and miraculous escape of 27-year-old EMT Jennifer Holliday. Let's go back to May 29, 2005, sometime around 2 a.m. Jennifer Holliday was driving in the dark down Texas Highway 69. She'd just picked up her 18-year-old cousin, Anna Franklin, from her babysitting job. Then, out of nowhere, came a bang. Anna's terrified cries erupted from the passenger seat, but Jennifer was in shock. Not registering what had happened, she tried calming Anna down. Then she pulled over to the side of the road to assess. She assumed her SUV had been rear-ended by a drunk driver. That would explain the shattered glass, but it didn't explain the blood. Anna screamed as she pointed to Jennifer's left arm. It was hanging from her body by a thin patch of skin. And it was no accident. As the young women were driving, a man had pulled up beside them in his car and fired. The shotgun blast had disintegrated most of the bone in Jennifer's arm. As the reality of the situation sunk in, Anna started pleading for Jennifer to drive, to leave. But Jennifer, one-armed and horrified, couldn't. She was still processing. Anna pulled out her phone and dialed 911. Neither girl noticed the man pull up behind them. 31-year-old Eric Parnell, a complete stranger, was at the driver's side window. He asked if the two women were okay, but Anna just started screaming. Without a word, he pulled the trigger on his 28-gauge shotgun for the second time. The bullet went through Anna's left temple. In the blink of an eye, she was dead. Parnell then dragged Jennifer from the car and threw her in his vehicle. As they sped down the road, Jennifer saw that the floor of Parnell's car was littered with guns. She also quickly realized that Eric Parnell was out of his mind. His temperament oscillated between violent and lighthearted. One second he'd be violently angry, the next he'd be giggling as he drove 90 miles per hour into the darkness of Backwoods, Texas. 
he pulled onto an unlit back road off the highway in Angelina County, 20 miles away from the nearest town. There were no lights and no witnesses. Parnell then proceeded to drag Jennifer out of the car, strip her naked, torture her, and rape her. But afterward, everything stopped. Something changed. Parnell became confused and started to cry. It was as if he'd forgotten everything that had just happened. None of this made sense, but Jennifer saw an opportunity. Despite her own disorientation from blood loss, Jennifer started to show Parnell gratitude. She rubbed his shoulders, kissed his neck. She thanked him for what just happened. She told him about her six-year-old son and being a single mother, asked him if he had anyone that he loved. She even told him she would marry him. And soon, they returned to the car. Parnell suddenly seemed to notice Jennifer's arm. He asked her what happened, but when he did, she told him a new story. A gunman named John shot her and left her to die. Parnell had saved her. He was her hero, and he was about to take her to his house to call 911. Parnell was hesitant, but agreed. As they drove in the direction of his house, all Jennifer could think about was, what happens if his memory returns? Parnell lived in a trailer next to a graveyard. Once inside, Jennifer borrowed clothes. She tied a tourniquet around her arm and asked for a phone. After some convincing, Parnell agreed, but only on one condition, no cops, one ambulance. Jennifer accepted his terms. In under an hour, against all odds, Jennifer was being rushed to the hospital and Parnell was in handcuffs. Coming up, Parnell is sentenced to two consecutive life sentences. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. Forget dark alleys and cemeteries. For some, the gym is the scariest place of all, but it doesn't have to be. With a personalized plan and expert coaching, Anytime Fitness can help make the gym less frightening. Get more for your gym membership than machines. Get personalized support anytime, anywhere. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. See website for details. Now, back to the story. In May of 2005, Jennifer Holliday was able to fast-talk her way out of a situation straight out of a horror film. In the early hours of the morning, a complete stranger shot and killed her cousin, then abducted, tortured, and raped her. Today, Jennifer has a tremendous amount of gratitude for the dispatcher that answered her 911 call. The two have even met. The operator's name is Stephanie Davidson. When Jennifer was first connected to the emergency hotline, Parnell was standing right beside her. Davidson, following procedure, asked what the emergency was. Jennifer responded, "'Somebody shot me, and this man here helped me on the side of the road. My arm is in half right now. Please hurry.'" Jennifer then overheard the operator tell a coworker about a second gunshot victim, meaning the police had found her cousin's body. Jennifer quickly repeated the words, it's the same one, it's the same one, it's the same one. Thankfully, Jennifer's hidden message was received. 
In that moment, Davidson understood that the man Jennifer was with was the man that killed Anna Franklin. So in addition to sending an ambulance, she sent a SWAT team. As it turned out, police had already been searching the woods looking for Jennifer. Despite no words being exchanged, Anna's original 911 call led them to the original crime scene. As it turned out, Anna helped save Jennifer's life. Davidson stayed with Jennifer on the phone until help arrived, telling her to just hold on. She even spoke to Parnell to ensure there was no escalation. When asked how Jennifer was doing, Parnell responded, she acts completely okay, but I know she's scared out of her wits. So am I. I'm the one that picked her up, and I'm scared to death because I got blood from head to toe. If you listen to the recording, you can hear Parnell believing his own delusions. He had mixed alcohol and the anxiety drug Xanax that night. In fact, he'd been kicked out of a bar right before encountering the girls. To date, Parnell has had no explanation for why he did what he did, but admits that there's no excuse for his actions. In December of 2006, he pleaded guilty and was sentenced to two consecutive life sentences with no chance of parole. One of the hardest things for Jennifer is knowing that Anna didn't need to lose her life. If that bar had called the police instead of letting Parnell drive away, they would have learned there was already a warrant out for his arrest. He had a record of domestic abuse and a history of driving under the influence. But Jennifer has been fearless about telling her story. She hopes it can be an example of what can happen when criminals are allowed to walk free. Unfortunately, in addition to her mental trauma, she has a 20-inch scar and 37 shotgun pellets still lodged in her arm, shoulder, and chest. She's lost all fine motor skills in her left arm. Because of the injuries she suffered, Jennifer could no longer work as an EMT. She was left unemployed with only a monthly check for $900 from Social Security to support herself and her son. And that $900 pushed her just over the threshold to qualify for indigent care in her county. In order to receive any medical treatment at all, she needed to drive hours to a county with fewer barriers to care. And yet, she still holds on to hope that things will be okay. She says, God will give me peace one day. I know he will. As for Parnell, her last words to him in court were as follows. You will spend eternity in hell for what you did. I know that. Thanks for listening to Today in True Crime. I'm Vanessa Richardson. If you enjoyed this episode, check out ParCast Original, Hostage, where we tell electrifying true crime stories involving life-or-death negotiations. Today in True Crime was created by Max Cutler and is a ParCast Studios original. It is executive produced by Max Cutler, sound designed by Mike Ramos, with production assistance by Ron Shapiro, Carly Madden, and Aaron Larson. This episode of Today in True Crime was written by Connor Sampson, with writing assistance by Nora Battelle. I'm Vanessa Richardson. 